Welcome to episode three of the Play Your Yards Right podcast. I'm Sasha. I'm here with my co-host, Sarah, and we are officially back in the NFL season. The schedules have dropped. We can all be ready for our overinflated, overexcited, uh, you know, what we think our team is going to do. So, Sarah, how do you feel about the Dallas Cowboys going into this year? Well, first off, I had way too much fun doing this. Like, it just got me so hype. I was working on this in the middle of a, you know, depressing lunch break one day at work. And I was like, wow, this is freaking awesome. Football, it, I just got those first little, like, sprinkles of football really being back. And it was exciting. But in terms of my Dallas Cowboys predictions, because I guess we'll start there. Um, I have them coming out somewhere that I've, I looked up, you know, kind of other general, like, CBS, ESPN predictions and whatnot. And I think I'm pretty on par, maybe a little overinflating it. I tried my best not to be biased, but I have the Dallas Cowboys coming out at 13 and four this year, which I, you know, it's hard to say, you know, every year they make the schedule difficulty based on the past year's performances. And Mm -hmm. we know that that doesn't always pan out. Right. But this year, the NFC East is playing the NFC North, North and the AFC East, which I think are two tough draws. Um, which I guess makes sense from a schedule difficulty being dealt that, but I think they're tough draws. So I've seen anywhere as like the Cowboys and Eagles, both being 10 and seven this year. So I guess 13 and four is a little, you know, on the bias on my end on that, but that's Uh my general predictions. I'm curious. I'll go into kind of what I think from there, but I'm curious to hear as a non Cowboys fan, what, what were your thoughts for possible record? Um, I am unfortunately kind of with you it's always hard at the moment because it's like all I'm going on is based on last year and there's obviously so many changes and you know right now we can look at some of these games at the end of the season and it's like oh that'll be an easy win or oh you know there's no way that the that the Giants or the Cowboys or any of these teams could possibly win and we have no idea injury when injuries come into play when all these things but I do think that the Cowboys are going to be okay. I think the Giants are going to be okay. And most importantly, I do think that the gods had everything aligned because they knew we were starting this podcast. And like, you know what? We're putting the Mm -hmm. Giants and the Cowboys week one, prime Mm -hmm. time. We're just getting it out of the way. I know. It's kind of been the theme of this podcast. Like, we're putting the... We're putting the, uh, the Knicks and the Heat against each other. We're putting the Giants and the Cowboys week one. It's like, we just need to rip this Band-Aid off. We do. We're being so. tested here, for sure. But I can't <laughs> believe we didn't open up with that, too. I saw it on there. I was like, oh, man, I meant to totally leave with that because I saw that. And I was like, this is fate with this podcast. And on a Sunday night football opener, um, Dallas Cowboys going to New York against the Giants. I mean, it's going to be a good one. And I think it's going to be a lot of drama after the game, like, because everyone's saying mm-hmm. the Giants up and coming this year could give the Cowboys, you know, or even potentially the Eagles if something were to go astray there, a run for their money. And I think whoever comes out winning this game, there's going to be, again, far too early predictions. They're winning the division from here. Ooh, I like that. I, I like that a lot. I uh, I kind of agree with you. And it's like, I always do this. I go through, I get excited and I, you know, I'm like, oh, there's no way the Giants aren't going 12. You know, they're, they're going 12 and six. They're going, mm-hmm. yeah, they're, and it just seems like it's just foretold in the stories of time mm-hmm. that every team in the NFC East is going to finish with around the same record. And somehow three, if not, maybe sometimes four of the teams going in the last three weeks of the season mm-hmm. are going to somehow all have a chance to win the division or get in the wild card. It just seems like no matter what happens, it's all going to be close. And I always feel like the, you know, every, every record, you know, the, the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Giants, um, 
all of their records of, against the division, all of the in divisions, mm-hmm. it, you basically have to average it out. It's like the teams are yeah. basically going to go three and three. So it's like mm-hmm. this year, it's like I always feel like the, the Giants and Cowboys are basically always going to split. Maybe this year we're going to split against the Eagles. You're going to split against the, you know, you're going to mm-hmm. split against the, the commanders. Or maybe this this is the year, you know, Philly's going to, you know, beat you both times, but you're going to mm-hmm. be able to beat Washington both times. It just feels like there's never a team in this division that's going to be able to walk through and go yeah. like, you know, four and two, five and one in their uh, in division games. Mm-hmm. No. And I guess I'll touch on what I think the Cowboys are going to do within the NFC East. And sure. I actually had them sweeping the Giants here. Dak Get Prescott, out of here. That Dak feels Prescott personal. He's a giant killer. He does not <laughs> lose to the Giants. Um, and I think they'll split with the Eagles as predicted. Um, I'll get into a little bit more with the Eagles, you know, schedule. But the Eagles have a tough stretch late in the season. So I definitely can see, foresee the Cowboys sneaking away one of those games, if not both games. And I actually do think the Cowboys might repeat last year and lose to commanders in the final game of the season in the mm. hopes that maybe they'd be, you know, resting some people or last year when I don't know what happened to them, that final game, but they looked absolutely terrible when Sam Howell of the commanders, as we talked, yep. we found out who he was <laughs> in the last podcast, um, he um, pulled off the win. So I actually had the Cowboys losing to the Eagles and commanders. Those are two of the four losses um, mm-hmm. outside of that. 49ers, their kryptonite. I'm taking, unfortunately, I think going to call that one an L. It's a Sunday night football game pretty early on in the season. So I'm really excited for that one. But they just cannot get past that 49ers team. And I don't know, calling it an L for now. And then finally, I can't find it. Oh, the Bills. I just, I don't know, something about going to Buffalo late in the season. And the Cowboys, I just feel like their defense, they're not going to be able to pressure Josh um, Josh Allen very well. So I call that their fourth loss for the season. I would say that's fair. You know it's going to be cold. It's a scary place to go play any time of year, but especially with that crowd, you know it's going to be it's going to be snowy. It's going to be crazy with those two you know, those two teams. That's going to be a game of the week type thing. That's going to be a, that's going to be. I think it'll end up being pretty close because obviously. You know your your defense is is going to be pretty good, and uh, you know who knows what the Bills are going to be this year. I got a lot of Bills fans um, that would hate to hear me say that, but I think these constant years of going in with such high expectations, I wouldn't be too shocked if maybe the Bills take do take a small step back. It's hard to play mm-hmm. at this high of a level consistently, and uh, you know avoid injury for such a long period of time, have all these expectations, and still kind of come away with nothing. This kind of wouldn't surprise me as a year where maybe. You know, maybe they're not that 13 and four throughout the season. Maybe it's more of a 10 and seven kind of deal, 11 and six, like obviously still making the playoffs. But I think the division's getting better, obviously, mm-hmm. in the AFC East. Yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me if maybe this is a year that they take a step back in the regular season, but then maybe with less expectation, make a run in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But obviously, too far, and we're getting a little outside of uh, the mm-hmm. NFC East here. Yeah. But uh, well, I, I do would... think that's, I do think that's interesting. And obviously, going down the, this Cowboys playoff schedule, as is predicted with the Cowboys, a lot of primetime games. Oh, yeah. But they're interesting ones, like Sunday night football against the Lions. I mean, I guess the mm-hmm. Lions are an up-and-coming fun team. But when I saw that, I was like, this looks weird. Uh, you and, know, it's, end it's of the season, the season, too. Yeah. Late in the season, yep. Um, and then we have a Monday night football against the Chargers. You know, that's fine, good, whatever. Um, commanders on Thanksgiving. I feel like that's a little bit of tradition. Seahawks, sure. Thursday night, um, a Thursday night game, which – I feel like, again, they were a team that got a lot of prime time, undeservably so, last year, I felt like. I felt like Seattle mm-hmm. was constantly playing in the Thursday or Monday night games. So, 
I don't know. That one is going to be hard, hard, hard for me to stay up for. I will, obviously. But I'm going to be <laughs> watching we, uh, it with like my head on the pillow the whole time. Are we? Are we still going to believe in Geno Smith? Are I people think still this doing has that? To be the, this has to be like the make or break year for it, for sure. I mean, he's on a one year deal, so it really is make or break. But yeah, I don't know. Last year, I was, I didn't really know what to make of him, to be honest. I can't say I was, you know, tuning into every Seattle game, but it's, it's an interesting scenario they have going on there for sure. Yeah, I just, it, I, to me, it seemed like a thing that Pete Carroll's an amazing coach and obviously going and playing in Seattle is a kind of a, it's a different breed. Mm-hmm. I know that he played great. I know he threw for over 4,000 yards, but it's just like, I, I watched Geno Smith on the Jets. I watched him as a backup mm-hmm. on the Giants. I was like, I just, he's not, I, unless I'm missing something, I just don't think he's that good. So I, mm-hmm. I think that a couple that that's going to be a pretty good run for you guys. Obviously it's going to be, there's, there's Philly and mm-hmm. giants right there. So those two yep. interdivision games uh, and then going right there with the Carolina commanders on Thanksgiving, which hopefully should be a nice, easy holiday for you. You mm-hmm. know, it's not going to be as stressful mm-hmm. as some of these past years come down to the edge. Hopefully they can just come and do their, not hopefully yeah. on my front, but uh, I, I would imagine on your, mm-hmm. uh, on your end, hopefully go mm-hmm. in, uh, go in, yeah. take care of business with the commanders and Seahawks right before you have to go play the Eagles again so that might be a, mm-hmm. a nice little run you can you can rack up a couple wins right there before you have to go back and play the Eagles yes yep and the other only other notable I really had on here too week two um they're playing the New York Jets so oh, yeah. Mike McCarthy versus Aaron Rodgers again um you know they had the pleasure of playing in Green Bay last year we devastatingly lost that game still not over yep. it was a poorly coached game and <laughs> um yeah so I'm excited for that one I think that that one is going to be one we're really kind of learning to see who the Jets are going to be this year with Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's going to tell us a lot about them as an organization. It would be a huge win for the Cowboys confidence booster, but definitely makes me a little like normally I would not be feeling nervous or edgy seeing the Jets on there as a week two game, but that one makes me nervous now with Rodgers there. So I'm, I'll be excited for that one for sure. Sure. No, I am. Uh, I am totally, totally with you. Um, so now if we change gears, I would like mm-hmm. to go and tell you that I think that the Giants are going to go 12 and 5 this year. Oh, and okay. I got to tell you, listen, I may be alone in this. I don't think a lot of people would agree, but obviously I am a bleed blue, hardcore Giants fan, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that my team's going to go less than that. Mm-hmm. Respect. Um, I, have to be, I have to be fair. Again, like I said, I'm gonna one of the one of the Dallas. If we come out, I I'm gonna I'm gonna give give it a home and home for the Dallas for the mm-hmm. uh, for the Cowboys games. Hoping the Giants are gonna win the first one, but I know if they if they lose that first one, they're going all in when uh, you know at at Dallas in November. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think Arizona is that good. I think no. that we're gonna be able to come in whether you know regardless we're coming in off a high off a win against a you know divisional opponent on a primetime game to open the season. And we're going to be able to roll through the Cardinals. Who cares about the Cardinals? I'm not, I don't well, believe I don't even, in the team. I don't even <laughs> think Kyler will be back yet either. Yeah. So, so they're extra. Like, you might as well just be chalking the W right on there now. Right. Whoever's doing that. But then uh, I am a little scared. Obviously, like you you had mentioned, the Cowboys kryptonite. And I just think they're just about anybody's kryptonite. They are a very talented team, the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Plus, we're going in on short rest. So it's going to be a four, you know, four oh five game East Coast time on the on the 17th. And then we're going short rest to a Thursday at San Francisco. So I imagine they're going to stay on the West Coast. Uh, mm-hmm. And then probably having to having to get their arms around McCaffrey and uh, mm-hmm. and Debo Samuel and that whole team whole team I think that one's going to be a be a little tough going on a Thursday mm-hmm. night so that I think yeah. might be that is going to be the first loss of the season uh, and then coming back for another uh, another primetime game Monday night game uh, against the Seahawks 
We lost to the Seahawks in heartbreaking fashion last year. I don't think that they're going to forget that. That is a that was a painful, painful, very frustrating loss. I was so frustrated watching Geno Smith, uh, you know, I guess be good last season, and that was a game that we uh, we really needed at the time. Um, I think we're going to go in there and do business, and then a little bit of a hard stretch on the uh, two yeah. straight away games, Miami and Buffalo. Um, mm-hmm. I think that they're going to be able to beat Miami on the road, but then coming back again a week later to, you know, on another, uh, you know, two straight away games going into Buffalo. Um, Sunday night football game. Yeah. I, I, I think that that one's going to be a, be a tough one for him. I think Josh Allen's going to get up for it. I think he's going to be, you know, he's going to be all in the New York rivalry, all that stuff. And I think he's mm-hmm. really not, you know, he's not going to leave any, leave any cards on the table there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so then obviously just going through kind of the dregs of the season. Also, we're playing the AFC East, so that's going to be the Jets yep. Giants. Let's that's kind of, you know, Jets get a free, uh, you know, get a free home game there. That one's technically mm-hmm. a home game for the Giants. So I guess maybe the fans hurt, but that's not, you know, the fans uh, yeah. would hurt, hopefully hurt the hurt the Jets there having the Giants fans in there. Still don't know what we're going to make of Aaron Rodgers. That's one of the mm-hmm. things. Where you know if, where, where we're doing this year, if we were doing this last year and we were playing the mm-hmm. uh, the Broncos, we'd be talking about how scary we were of that team and how Russell Wilson was going to come in and be able to light the light us on fire. And man, what a terrible mm-hmm. game! But now, you know, obviously, who knows? I think that team's going to be different now. But people are just kind of counting on Aaron Rodgers to come mm-hmm. in and make this like a title contending team. And right. I just don't know if that's going to be the case yet. He could get yeah. in there. You know, maybe maybe he you know stubs a finger a little bit, and mm-hmm. he gets all sad and angry, and him and mm-hmm. uh, him and Saler are on opposite ends of the table, and yep. they're you know, and then the all of a sudden, receivers are dropping balls. He's giving attitude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Who knows? Mm-hmm. By that time of the season, maybe maybe when we play the Jets, when uh, you know, when the Cowboys are playing the Jets, we might be playing Zach Wilson, and this could be a totally different <laughs> tune. So mm-hmm. <laughs> until proven other, <laughs> until proven otherwise, I'm going to assume the Jets are the Jets, and the Giants are going to be able mm-hmm. to come in there and take care of business. Don't tell your father on all that. Yeah, I'm going to keep it secret from Don. He won't be too excited. Um, And then that's really, I feel like the story of this, of of the way this Mm -hmm. whole schedule breaks out is that is that, you know, that stretch with uh, Washington and the Jets Mm -hmm. at the end of October is the first time that we have consecutive home games. feels Mm -hmm. like all of these games are really broken up where they're going to be on the road a lot. And honestly, that scares me a little bit. I'm hoping Mm -hmm. there's going to be enough momentum in the team and people are going to be, you know, happy enough and excited enough about the way that things are going that they're going to be able to handle some of these long away stretches because then going the next run of, at Vegas, at Dallas, at Washington, I think yes. that one's going to be a little tough. So mm-hmm. I, I, I like that the, the hardest game is kind of sandwiched right in between them. So maybe mm-hmm. hopefully they can get a little momentum going to Vegas. Not really a Jimmy Garoppolo believer. I don't know what Vegas is going to be like this year, but they're the Raiders. Yeah. I, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, not in our lifetime have the Raiders ever yeah. been a real formidable force. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just feel like the Giants can hopefully beat the Raiders. Going into Dallas – I'll have to concede. I don't think that the I the, the, that I don't think the Giants are going to be able to sweep Dallas. Mm-hmm. I don't think Dallas is going to be able to sweep the Giants. It's so it doesn't matter how good or good or bad one of the teams is. I think it's really hard to sweep an in division opponent. So unfortunately, yeah. I'll concede one of our other losses there. <laughs> and then going into Washington, uh, New England. Then we have a little bit of a late buy, mm-hmm. um, yeah, which will nice. hopefully yeah hopefully be coming right at the right time. Uh, not too late. Now, one of, what are the, the? I feel like the buys have just been getting later and later this year. It's like, I feel like that's their. I'm always surprised when there are still teams on buy in like week four, like 15 or something. I know. 
it's funny because the Cowboys have their week by week seven and I was like okay not bad but then I was looking and I like saw the Giants schedule and I was like oh week 13 like and then I was thinking about it. I'm like week seven I think is definitely now on the earlier end of things obviously with the season being longer and everything like that yeah but it's, it's definitely but- been spread for sure mm-hmm. For some reason, adding that one extra week makes the season feel so much longer. Like week seven still feels like the middle of the season to me with like yeah. week 17, you know, mm-hmm. or with, a, you know, when it used to be a 17 week, 16 game season. Now, for some reason, adding that one extra week to the season, week seven feels like still the beginning of the season. I know yeah. it's stupid, but for some reason, my dumb brain, that makes sense. It works. Um, I'm here for it. Lengthening yeah. <laughs> the season in any way possible. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, after the bye week, at home against Green Bay on Monday night. So it's a little bit of an extra bye. I feel like we got you know, a little bit of a little bit of an extra time on that bye week. We get a yep. whole bunch of time off. To home at the Packers. Jordan Love, who knows? Maybe he could be good by then. Maybe the Packers are going to strike lightning in a bottle for three straight quarterbacks. Um, from what I've seen of him, I, I'm not necessarily a believer in that. They refuse to get Aaron Rodgers any weapons, and he's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. So I don't know if Jordan uh, Jordan Love is going to be able to mm-hmm. use whatever weapons he has left to really uh, do anything with that team, but we'll see. Uh, and then the end of that season looks a little bit scary to me, which I feel like it's might they, they might uh, trip up a little bit. So at New Orleans mm-hmm. – Still don't know what to make of that team now. And then Phil, you know, home and home and home with Philly uh, in the week, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the 15th game and the 17th game of the season with uh, home against the Rams sprinkled in yeah. there. So I think we're going to have to do a lot of our damage at the top of that season because having to play Philly back to back or, you know, just about back to back on a Monday. Yeah. Exactly. On, a, on Monday on Christmas mm-hmm. uh, and then playing the Rams on New Year's and then yeah. Philly at home. Um, it's probably going to come down to that, whether, you know, hopefully the, you know, I, I would imagine Philly's probably locked up at least, uh, you know, either the vision or a wild card at that point. Mm-hmm. And the giants are really going to be fighting for, uh, for a wild yeah. card, I would imagine. So maybe that would, uh, you know, like you said, maybe that's going to be able to help a little bit. Maybe right. those teams are going to be sitting players at the end mm-hmm. of the year where they're not, you know, the, if the giants really need it and, and Philly doesn't, maybe that's our, our, our mm-hmm. way to steal one, uh, at home you know, against the Eagles in that week 18 uh, game. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I really think that the Giants are going to be able to, to pull it off. And I, I agree with what you said, that this is definitely a tough draw with the teams that the NFC East has to play, mm-hmm. but still early. And I still think that there can be a, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of shifting around because we yeah. are right now, <laughs> right now, those Miami mm-hmm. and Buffalo games look pretty scary. New England's never yeah. anything to sneeze at having to go, mm-hmm. uh, having to go play, play a Belichick mm-hmm. team, you know, you know, they're going to be yep. coached up and ready to go. So. Mm-hmm. And I, I forgot, uh, I'm, this is just like random reminder, but Derek Carr is the quarterback or presumably going to be the quarterback of the saints. I feel like that, that just cr- happened in the midst of like so much other, like end of the season drama. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I can't, at least he's staying in the black uniforms. That's fitting. Cause I don't know if I'll ever get him out of my mind and like his standard Raiders, you know, black mm-hmm. and silver. Yeah. It, it really makes his like eyeliner eyelashes really pop. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. maybe he was Sorry. seeking that out. It was on yeah. his criteria for teams. <laughs> or like, what's so. he? Yeah, he's, he he can't go to New England and have like a nice white uniform with those like with with those little black eyelashes of his. It always yeah. looks like he's about to go to an emo show after this. He and looks I like think he's in that, Good yeah. Charlotte, like where yeah. the guy was in like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. He totally so. does. Well, so I'm, I'm gonna feel mean in saying this, but I took the Giants at seven and ten, and I feel yeah. like. 
kind of sad about it now. But when I went, th- I just went through the schedule and was like, wham, bam, picking them. But I feel like, again, obviously, I assumed a Cowboys sweep there. Mm-hmm. I also assumed that they would get swept by the Eagles. But I think it's possible you guys pull one of those out, like we said, end of season, if, you know, things are looking like the Eagles are resting mm-hmm. there. So, I, as we know, though, and like you alluded to earlier, you know, this division can beat up on themselves mm-hmm. <laughs> so much. And there's just – we don't know. Like, we really don't know who Miami is going to be this year, Green Bay, the Saints, Raiders, like there's a lot of teams on the schedule that they're facing off who we who have a lot of question marks right now. Um, mm-hmm. So it really could swing either way on the pendulum. Absolutely. And I'm, it's hard for me not to take it personally, but I'll try to stay relaxed because it definitely feels like it's mean and I have feelings and you hurt basically every one of them. So I'm just going to ignore that and we're going to go on and we're going to lay it all out on the field on September 10th. Yes, that, I was just going to say that. So we'll <laughs> see. But I guess it just – to be, you know, fair to our other NFC East fans. Sure. Um, I went through Eagles and Commander schedules, you know, made some predictions there. The Eagles do have the most difficult schedule um, in football, if you put any value in that. Previously last year, them and the Giants, I believe, had the easiest, or quote-unquote, um, last year. So we'll see if they're ready for a step up in a, you know, talent change and everything. Um, mm-hmm. But there's definitely some pressure on them this year too. So the combination of the schedule difficulty increase, the pressure around them, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how Sirianni is able to pull the team together. And obviously, you know, injuries are always a question mark for any team from there, but I think it's a big step up here, you know, in Jalen Hurts. I think I have no doubt that he'll be able to handle it. I think it will be more supporting cast coaching staff and everything that will need to match him, you know, to get them to the level where they think they can be. Absolutely. No, I completely agree. And I'm almost a little more scared. I, if, if they won the championship, I -hmm. would feel a little bit better. I know that may sound stupid, but I feel like Mm -hmm. these teams that make it to the championship and kind of lose, uh, or or the, the, the teams that, that go to the championship and, uh, and lose their, you know, they have that chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. These guys want to stay like, did they, if they win, maybe, maybe Kelsey retires. Maybe there's some of mm-hmm. these guys that now right. have a ring and obviously they're all competitive. They are playing for their next mm-hmm. contract. Like I, I'm not suggesting that they, uh, uh, that they're a bad team or you know, that th- these teams would take a step back. But I think that these teams that have a chip on their shoulder that want to come in and prove something this year, I think that's a, that's a scary thing. Like that hungry dog runs faster yep. kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. I, uh, that, that really, really scares me because they're, they're a hard fought, hard nose. Like they embody mm-hmm. Philly so well, you know, they're yes. not one of these little like dainty throw the ball down deep down the field and whatever kind of, you know, kind of hope for it teams. They're a hard nose manhandle you on the line of scrimmage and they drafted mm-hmm. so well and they made all yes. these trades and I it mm-hmm. th- that really really scares me so I it unfortunately does. think barring injuries obviously can change everything but unfortunately think that uh, they are also going to have a great season this year and they're really probably the mm-hmm. team you know the t- definitely I, I would say the team to beat in the NFC Agreed. I took them at 13 and four with losses to the Cowboys splitting that the chiefs, they play in week 10 highlighter game there. That's going to be a fun one to watch for sure. And we're getting Mm -hmm. into that like mid to late season vibe there. So hopefully very meaningful one. Um, I see the 49ers steamrolling past them. I mean, like we talked about, they're just always a well-coached solid, strong team, no matter what. And until proven otherwise, they're going to continue to remain, you know, as a high team prospect, I think, for years, honestly, under Shanahan. Um, And I can see Aaron Rodgers pulling off a win against the Eagles. Just like it's going to – what I foresee happening is, like, the Jets are going to be in a little time of turmoil, maybe coming off off of a few losses. 
Rogers is going to be in question and then they're going to come in and like dominate the Eagles and then he's back. And that's what I just foresee playing out there. Um, but yeah, that's where their four losses come from. They do have a brutal stretch, like I alluded to earlier, of Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, and the Cowboys. And mm-hmm. I think that four-game stretch, they'll be lucky, honestly, to come out of that or like consider a win if they come out of that two and four. Or two yeah, and four. I completely I, – I like that Jets take a lot. It's a movie – the Who Framed Roger Rabbit is a movie that has a quote. Basically, you know, there's a guy sitting in a room and he's, and he's handcuffed to a table with this, you know, with this, you know – animated rabbit and this guy's spending hours like sawing at the chain try to get his arms free and it's just hour and like he's just trying so hard then he finally like cuts himself out and then the rabbit like disappears and like you know reappears outside mm-hmm. like he's able to like move his hand outside of the the thing it's like what you could have you could have gotten out of this handcuffs the whole time and he's like no only when it was funny yeah. and that's what i feel like aaron Rodgers does where it's like is he gonna win a game he's like no only when it's annoying like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how bad it doesn't matter how bad yeah. the uh the packers were he was gonna beat mm-hmm. the bears just because it was annoying yeah. and so it's mm-hmm. like you know the jets are gonna get up for some of those games it's like it's, mm-hmm. is he gonna be it's it gonna be prime time is everybody picking the eagles of course, Aaron yeah. Rodgers are going to come out and throw for 450 yards mm-hmm. and four touchdowns. Yep. No, um, that's literally the perfect analogy <laughs> to describe him. Like, I'm, like, in awe right now of that connection you just again, <laughs> only, only when it's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the commanders, on the other yeah. hand, going through this schedule and trying to pick out wins is it was hard. brutal. <laughs> it was really hard. <laughs> the only thing I'm trying to look for them and give them, like, you know, they'll probably – it's it's divisions, the NFC East. They're, mm-hmm. They'll probably try they, – they, they may steal – try to steal a win. They may steal one from the Giants. Maybe mm-hmm. the Eagles – I just – I don't really think the Eagles are going to, like, be able no. to, you know, sleepwalk through one of those games. Mm-hmm. But they are playing the Bears – they mm-hmm. are playing Denver. They are playing Falcons. Arizona. Right. They're playing the Falcons. There are a couple games in there that they have a chance to uh, – they have a chance to win. Yeah. So – and I honestly, took them I don't, four and 13 on, with that. I took them with four and 13 around that. I figured they might sneak out an Arizona win without Kyler Murray to start the season. I figured mm-hmm. they'll sneak one on the Giants. Maybe, like I said, I think I was honestly starting to feel bad for them because I was like, you know what? We'll give them that end of the season game. Cowboys won't need it. They'll be locked in for the playoffs. Like, throw them a bone here. And yep. then I figured, like you said, they'll pull out another one maybe against, like, the Falcons, Bears, or something like that. But, I mean, I don't know. They definitely – they're in a rebuild era, I guess, but from, like, a top level this time coming down, right? Yep. Um, but it will be interesting to see, you know, how things shake up for them as the season goes under new ownership. Yeah, I, I honestly think that's the biggest win for them, and I think that's kind of what they feel that they can hang their hat on no matter what, is that mm-hmm. at least Dan Snyder is not going to be at the helm anymore. And I think mm-hmm. whatever happens, it's kind of like the uh, – it's almost like they've, they've tanked and they're kind of in the process of tanking now. Mm-hmm. And like they, it's like everything is bright on the horizon. Sure, it's like the boat yeah. they're in is has got holes in it, but at least they can see land and they know that there's, there's better stuff on the horizon. So I think they want to go out – they want to hopefully have some fun, figure out some coaching staff, maybe make some trades or some changes midseason. Um, mm-hmm. But at least I think they'll just want to know. They'll, they'll just be happy knowing that somebody else is at the helm and that they don't have yeah. that anymore. But on the, on the flip mm-hmm. side, if things don't turn around or if they don't kind of get that relatively quickly, I think that that kind of shine will fade pretty yeah. quickly. Because right now they always kind of had that excuse. You know, if, if things were so bad, coaching decisions weren't made right or they didn't really make any moves they thought they were going to. They always had that excuse of like, like well, you fuck Dan Snyder. It's but mm-hmm. now it's like the, the bad man's gone. So right. 
we have no one else to blame. Right. There, right now, there's got to, there's, if things don't, don't, don't go well or there's really nowhere to, uh, to point the finger, things might devolve a little bit there. But mm-hmm. I, I don't think that'll happen. That whole ownership group seems good. And Dan Snyder really, truly does seem like the worst. So I think that's mm-hmm. going to be an addition by subtraction, just yes. changing the whole culture around there. Because mm-hmm. football, is, it's one of those things. Like, the basketball is better when the Knicks are good. I think football is better when this whole NFC, you know, when the whole NFC East is good. These are the teams that they put in the primetime games and they get views. Like, that – I remember us – like us grown up and stuff with the, those everybody with the pig noses in the stadium. And obviously I hated it when RG three mm-hmm. and Alfred Morris were good, but like yeah. that was like, it's, it's just an exciting time. And like, it's a, such a, a fan base. that's just st- so starved for a good team that the, uh, the, the NFL is just fun when, uh, when they're good. So mm-hmm. don't think this will okay. be the season, but I think that the fans are going to be, you'll, they'll give it a little bit of a pass this year, just given the scenario. Yes. Yeah. Well, now we have our predictions out there, so we'll have to keep mental notes on this and maybe at the end of the season, which I don't even want to think about that right now, review (laughs) how it turned out here. Because again, far too early predictions, but we'll see. It's always fun to track and see how we did. But I had a lot of fun going through the schedule. Got me very, very hyped for the NFL season. So that was really exciting. But we still have some good sports going on right now. NBA playoffs. Um, I think the semifinals are going to be great. You know, two awesome matchups. Again, you know, super annoyed that a lot of the Lakers Nuggets games will probably be past my bedtime. So I'll be missing some very good action there. But it's been fun uh, so far. How are you feeling after the Heat? Are the Heat? Yeah, wait, the Heat kind of eliminated your Knicks here. Have you recovered? Yeah. The Knicks are dead, and I have just recovered. It took me a couple days. The Knicks had to just look exciting enough and make it close enough just to get me back in. Last time we talked and recorded, I was so down. It We were down 3-1 going in, and I, I, I literally, I think I said to you, how happy I would be if the Knicks could just manage some semblance of life and like look okay at the garden, just, just to go lose and get crushed in Miami, because you don't want to lose it. You know, you don't want to lose that way at home. You don't want to go out four one, you know, in mm-hmm. front of that, in front of that Madison square garden crowd. So they did that. They looked okay. They managed to pull out that win and then really had mm-hmm. that game go down to the wire in Miami. It's like right. during that fourth quarter, mm-hmm. I was, I was thinking like, we're, man, we're going to be able to go back to New York and it's going to mm-hmm. be a game seven. And uh, just seeing the way that things happened there, you know, the coaching was terrible. Um, it, I, I, I can't even begin to talk about Julius Randle. He's, mm-hmm. he's just not anything that the team needs. Brunson gave it his all. And just watching mm-hmm. the team, it just – I felt the opposite of watching the Heat, the, the way that the Knicks yeah. team is constructed. I was like, there's mm-hmm. all this talent on the Knicks. And I feel like there's all these players that should be good – but they just mm-hmm. can't put it aside from Brunson. It's like really they just no. can't put it together. There's mm-hmm. no effort. They're not crashing the boards the way that yeah. they should, 100%. And then the Heat or the I was like, who are these guys? Is Max Struess good? It's like apparently mm-hmm. it's like somebody apparently else, not- some mm-hmm. somebody can just come in and step up. Obviously, Butler right. is amazing. He's the opposite mm-hmm. of Randall where he's like, this is a primetime game. This is it. Yeah. It's my turn to take over, and I'm going to take over, and he just can. And I, I still don't understand how a player can just do that. Obviously, I mean, Steph Curry can just, like, shoot before anybody wants right. to go defend him. But, like, Jimmy Butler, like, obviously, he's not he's not a Giannis who's 7'2 mm-hmm. or whatever. He's not a Jokic who's huge. Yeah. He's not, like, a Steph Curry shooter. He just figures out ways to get to the hole and make shots mm-hmm. and make stuff happen, and that's the kind of guy you want in the playoffs. So oh, yeah. I am – very, very mm-hmm. jealous of you. I did put a bet on them to win this series because it. now it's like what? Well, yeah, and well, obviously that game won. 
Mm-hmm. They look good. They're they, they don't, they're not a team that gets scared when they get down. Like the the Knicks, mm-hmm. they would go down. And you're like, oh man, they just they don't have anybody that's going to be able to get them back in this game. Yeah. Where it's like the Knicks, you know, the Heat are down seven at half. I think they even got up to mm-hmm. da- you know they got got up to down double digits in yeah. that first half. And it's like not one of them looks scared. They all know what mm-hmm. they're there to do. And I just like it's got to be just a fun team to root for. It is, and they have just so many guys stepping up. I mean, obviously Jimmy Butler is getting all the focus and credit as he should he's been incredible but it is reassuring to know too like they're having their supporting cast players step out but like lowry sometimes he does like absolutely nothing You're like why is he even out there but then he's up there you know putting up 15 points you know eight assists nine rebounds you know he's he's a solid player and it goes across the board like Duncan Robinson, hit or miss, can contribute. Struess, like you said, Bam's been playing really well. So they're kind of just firing on all cylinders right now, and they're getting production from a lot of different guys. Kevin Love even can decide to do mm-hmm. something a little bit. So they've been fun to watch. Um, I'm excited. I still think this is going to go seven for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, my prediction before the series started was I th- thought the Celtics would come out of this. I honestly thought they were going to win game one. Um, but I really just said that because I feel like I don't know if the Heat are just going to get tired. Like, it seems like Jimmy has just been firing on all cylinders since the play-in game. They feel like they're playing a little bit, like, out of control. Like, I don't know, above above their level, I guess. But we don't even really know what their level is, I guess. You know? So, yeah. I don't know. I think that's, like, the pessimist in me or me trying to prepare myself. But I do feel like I could foresee them just, like, petering out a little bit because this has just been such a go-go pressure run for them, you know, since that initial play-in game loss. Um, where I do think the Celtics might have that advantage, especially if this does go seven games. Sure. No, I, I totally get that. I, I think I, I think that they can handle it. I think that they're going to be able to ride this momentum. Um, but that being said, the Celtics are very, very, very good. And as you can mm-hmm. see from that game seven against the Sixers, like Tatum can take over a game. But he mm-hmm. also they weren't. I just feel like they weren't defending him that well. I didn't really like. I I think that the the Sixers definitely just lost that game. Watching you know Joel Embiid yeah. and Harden just roll over and just be exhausted for the whole second half. I mean that was pathetic to watch. Mm-hmm. But this but in this first game, I mean this just again goes to show how impressive coaching is and how good Spolster is as a coach. So Miami, mm-hmm. cause, I mean they they were down. I think it was seven going into the half. Miami came yeah. out and scored 46 points in the third quarter. And the biggest oh, thing is the Celtics, yeah. the Celtics never called a timeout. I, saw, I think I saw – I think Bill Simmons tweeted this. The Celtics never called a timeout uh, when mm-hmm. they scored 40, you know, 46 points. And then the Celtics, yeah, to, open up, to open up the fourth quarter, went on a 7-0 run. And 94 mm-hmm. seconds in, so they, uh, Spolster calls a timeout. Yeah. Like there are, mm-hmm. there are a lot of coaching things that go in and stopping momentum yeah. and making the right plays. And mm-hmm. – I, when it comes down to it, Spolstra and Missoula, like you're going to take Spolstra all day. And let alone mm-hmm. when you got when you have the killers like Jimmy Butler, you have mm-hmm. veterans like Lowry and uh, and Kevin Love, yeah. and then you mm-hmm. almost have these these you know these guys these role players that uh you know they can just throw in there and kind of mm-hmm. let them be them. You know you're not putting too much yeah. pressure on them. You're going to find you know they're running plays and finding them open for three. They're finding them in their mm-hmm. spots. And it's like we haven't even mentioned Bam Adebayo yet, who's still yeah. like. I believe he's been an all-star like that's 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 a scary team Uh, so Mm -hmm. uh stealing one at home was big I think that this uh this as well as the other series this feels like a kind of thing where uh game two the uh the teams the teams that lost are going to come back with a little bit of that extra juice and uh, because obviously they don't want to go down uh oh two in a series 
So, mm-hmm. you know, stealing one at home was big for the, you know, or stealing one on the road is big for the Heat because I think the Celtics are going to come back strong in uh, in yep. game two. Uh, yeah. So I, yeah. I think that's definitely something. And, and kind of moving to that next series, I'm a little scared for the Nuggets tonight. I'm rooting for the Nuggets as well. Jokic mm-hmm. is so fun to watch. Yep. Murray's great. Uh, but I think that the Lakers, I think LeBron, I think AD are, you know, I, they're all looking at each other in that locker room being like, we're not going down 0-2 tonight. Mm-hmm. No, agreed. And I think this game, ultimately, I do think the Nuggets are, or the series, or Nuggets are going to come out, I think, in six. I think, though, that, I don't know, like, I feel like at altitude, you can't underestimate the altitude mm-hmm. here, for, yep. especially if you're like AD, LeBron. I mean, I don't know. I would like to think they're not going to allow themselves to go down 0-2, but I don't know how gassed they're going to be tonight. And it's going to be a tough beat, you know, to come back. Yes, they'll go home. But to come back from this Nuggets team being down 0-2 is difficult. I think they'll steal a few games and hopefully tonight's one of them so they can make it a series. But I just, I, again, I kind of feel like also the Lakers might just peter out here. Like the Nuggets look unstoppable. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one gets happy yeah. So it's just a matter of, you know, how many games they're able to pull this through. Yeah, Jokic is so much fun to watch. It just—it seems like he's playing at a different speed. It just—he he looks like he's moving slowly, but he's still—he's still like a kind of ahead of everybody else. His court vision's incredible. Some of the shots he's making are just insane. So mm-hmm. I think you can—if you can make him dejected a little bit, if you can guard—if uh, you can guard AD, if you can keep LeBron contained. I mean, some of those other players, you know, like. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, I'm not a real mm-hmm. big believer in this guy. Austin Reeves apparently seems like a seems like a guy that's not afraid for uh, afraid no. of the moment either, which is mm-hmm. uh, which is always kind of funny to watch. And every uh, every playoff, every team needs uh, mm-hmm. needs one of those guys. But yeah, I uh, I'm with you. I'm rooting for the Nuggets. I think the Lakers are going to make it a series. Uh, but I uh, I'm really really pulling for the Nuggets. I think I think Nuggets Heat would be a a very fun uh, game to watch or you know very fun series to watch. Um, and I just, you know, the, the Lakers Celtics just seems too for, you know, foretold in the, in the annals of history, uh, that I just don't want to see it. I'd like to see something a little bit new and I just, I don't need to see LeBron in the finals again. No, agreed. We're over it. We're over it. We're but over it. Would but... it be, it would not be an NBA review, preview, whatever. If I didn't give us a Tyler hero fit update or fit yeah. watch update here. I would, my takeaway from last night's outfit was the wannabe class stoner. He had like that little like knit grandma cardigan on with a backwards mm-hmm. hat tilted a little bit of way, but it was like, he's trying to be like the class stoner. He's not, but he foresees himself as that. So yep. I don't know if he comes back on the court. I mean, I'm going to miss giving these little like um, updates on his fashion here, but I think soon I haven't actually checked. I'll have to get an update on that for next um podcast and see because it, at first they were saying it was finals he would be back so I'm, I'm thinking that's still the timeline since i haven't heard anything mentioned earlier but we'll see yeah i uh i think that that he's he's, he's just going to come out on the court in like pink pants and like a cut off you know like a, mm-hmm. a crop top hoodie or something he's not gonna i don't think he's gonna remember how to wear a uh no. How to how to wear a uniform? A uniform. Is, yep. is that a thing that the team's going to be afraid of? Like, is Tyler Hero that good where you're going to mess up what's going on right now? I mean, obviously, like if a Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, even like a Kevin Love come in for a few minutes, kind of guy. Like, how many minutes is Tyler Hero going to get if he uh, if he comes in? Because like things are rolling right. pretty well right now. It's mm-hmm. one of those things. Like, you know, obviously, right. the, there's I know in the NFL a little bit more. It's like you can't lose your job due to injury, but if the team's playing really well and you're winning these games and you're winning these series. Yeah. 
I mean, how many more I, minutes does Tyler Hero get? I like, did, I believe he was their second leading scorer, but he also though like he's obviously a big shooter, and this was yep. a hand injury. So if he's rushing back, you know, after that, I'm not sure his shot's going to be what it was. So I'm really not sure how useful he'll be. I mean, I think he's a pretty solid defender, but still, like him injured percentage wise, is he really an injured Tyler Hero? Is he really that much different than? you know, Duncan Robinson or some of these other guys you're getting in, probably not very much. So right, maybe like, it does make sense to just stick with, with what you have because, like you said, it's rolling well. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Just, the, I mean, Max, they've, they've all played well. But, I mean, if you can get a, if you can get a, you know, obviously one of your leading scorers back, um, it's hard not to. It's, it's just, it's kind of scary to think that this team might get better. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. It is true. So, so. so I guess I, I'm pulling for them now. Um, I, I would. I feel like I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to root for them because obviously, if you if you lose to a team that wins the conference, it it, it makes it a little more palatable. Yes, you know, it's not like, But uh, this is definitely better basketball than the Knicks will be playing. So I I guess I can't I I can't hate on that um, mm-hmm. because the Knicks would I don't think would even be able to put up a fight uh, from the Celtics. So yeah. Uh, anything, anything else you wanted to touch on? No, I think that was it. That was a fun episode, getting our feet back into, you know, some football coverage, which is obviously first love, true love always. But, um, yeah, I mean, we'll be back next week, finish up with some of the, well, the NBA, you know, they drag us out. So we'll probably still be in the semifinal series, honestly, by the time we record again, but yeah, it was a good one. We'll see what happens. See if the nuggets are able to get this done by then. Let's do it. Sounds great. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Play Your Yards Right Pod and reach out to us with any questions. And we will see you next week. Mm-hmm. Bye.